What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we'll jump right into the news. We have a couple things to cover. The first of which is that there was a report that came out on Sunday from John Heyman. He was saying that in the latest negotiations between MLB and the Players Association, one thing that they've agreed on is banning the shift, implement, well, three things actually, banning the shift, implementing a pitch clock, and making bases larger in 2023. And, you know, that's something they've agreed on, but it's subject to a total deal, but the, the, the players are willing to go with that. And this plays into Major League Baseball's goal of being able to add a, add some, you know, excitement to the game, add some pace, add some action, more offense to the game. A lot of people don't like this, but a lot of people do. I mean, you, you'll mostly hear the people complaining because people who complain have the loudest voice, typically. Those who are happy with it just aren't going to say anything. But people who are complaining saying, you know, why are we trying to ruin the game? You know, learning to hit the other way. That's a very important aspect of hitting. Why don't we do that? You know, that's the way it's always been. Hitters need to do that. But I think Major League Baseball is trying to be realistic. Pitchers are a lot better today than they were even 10 years ago. You know, they throw a lot harder. It's, it's gotten a lot more difficult to hit than it ever has been. So when you couple that with the shift, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. That's why you see strikeout numbers up, you know, as far as the velo and then, you know, batting average on balls in play is down because of the shift. If you get rid of the shift, you definitely tilt, you, you tilt some of the, you know, the competitive balance back towards the hitters, but it's not necessarily about making it more fair for hitters. I think it's that MLB realizes they don't want a game that's just, you know, three true outcomes. They don't want a home run, walk, strikeout. They want to be able to see guys hit a seeing eye single, hit a ground ball that gets, you know, a hard ground ball that gets gets through the infield. They want more runners on base. No, having bases larger that will slightly cut down the di distance between each base. So it should theoretically make it a little bit easier for players to steal. So incentivize stealing because, you know, the distance is a little shorter. They can get it in there a little bit ahead of the throw. So you see more action. If you kind of, you know, release the runner that way by allowing him to run, it, it injects way more excitement to the game. I'm not saying it's going to be a track meet or anything of that nature, but we've all seen at least, you know, maybe not recent years, but back when base, base stealing was much more prevalent, you know, even 10 years ago, you know, you had guys stealing 60, 70 bags in a year. I mean, there are some guys who can still do that, but it's it's rare. It's rare. So if you get if you get more steals, definitely that's more exciting. And then you, then you get that cat and mouse game between the pitcher and the base runner, you know, picking off, you know, things like that. That's always good for the game. Just seeing more things happen. And, uh, and then, of course, the pitch clock. I don't really see why anyone would be against this one. Who needs dead time? Who needs dead time in between batters, in between pitches? If you have a pitch clock, pitchers will adapt to it. I mean, they may not be used to it right away, but over the course of the season, after the first start, I'm sure, their first spring training start, they'll get used to a pitch clock. And it just becomes, you know, it just becomes par for the course. So I don't really mind these changes. I think that trying to be so stuck in your ways is not always a good thing. It's okay to, to learn 
you know, from, you know, at the end of the day, what do the fans want? Fans are the customers. The reason Major League Baseball exists is for the fans to consume. You know, players play because of the fans. And if viewership is down, you better believe that Major League Baseball is going to look at what they can do to improve viewership numbers. So this is their way of taking a stab at it. I don't mind it at all. Many people will will disagree. And, and people bring up good points. If you have a reason that you disagree with, with this, feel free to share with me. You know, send me a tweet or something. Leave a comment on this and let me know. And, and we'll discuss it. In other news, it's now been reported that apparently the Tampa Bay Rays made an offer to Freddie Freeman before the lockout. So even as rumors regarding the possibility of Freeman leaving the Braves have increased, you know, this is this one comes at a, as a bit of a surprise because it's being reported the Rays not only showed interest in Freeman, but they made him an offer before the lockout. I mean, it's a surprise to hear of the Rays making any type of play for a top free agent because they're a small market team and they never pay anyone. So that's that's definitely surprising. No, no one really knows. I guess right now we don't know except Freeman and the Rays obviously know what that offer was. But it's it's an interesting interesting story to say the least. Um, it's it's a long shot, honestly. Um, they're gonna face steep competition from obviously the Braves, which are the incumbent team to keep Freddie Freeman, and also some really big market teams that are trying to add a marquee bat to their lineup. A team like the Dodgers or the Yankees, you know, could also throw an offer at Freddie Freeman because they've been rumored to be in the mix. So. This is only good for Freddie because, you know, the more interest, you know, the more suitors he has, the higher his price will rise. So he'll he'll end up getting the money he's looking for. It looks like he's get he's looking for, you know, something he's looking for a six year deal. He's looking for he was I think he was asking for six years two hundred. Um and the Braves offered like five what was it like uh, I don't know, it was five years or something. But they didn't want to do a six year deal. I think he's gonna end up getting something like six years one eighty. 30 million a year for six years. I think that's what he's going to get. And he's very well worth every penny of that. So we'll see. In other news, Max Muncy. So he missed the 2021 postseason, all of it. He missed it after suffering a torn ligament in his left elbow at the end of the regular season. But we have an update on him. He expects to be ready to go whenever the 2022 season can begin. He's already begun swinging a bat, and he says his rehab has been progressing well. So that's good stuff. Good stuff. You know, he says he's not able to work with his guys on the Dodgers staff, meaning like the training staff, and he can't really talk to him. He'd probably be getting better treatment if he was working with the Dodgers training staff. But, you know, this guy is a professional athlete. I'm sure he'll be able to get the the rehab and the, the physical therapy that he needs. He can definitely afford you can afford that, you know, top notch. But it was a torn UCL, by the way. That's the that's the same. It's an ulnar collateral lig ligament. That's the same ligament that that you know pitchers are tearing when they have to get Tommy John surgery. And he said Tommy John was never on the table for him. And every doctor who evaluated him agreed that surgery wasn't necessary. So that's good to that's good to hear. He's just going to rehab it, or he he has rehabbed it, and you know he'll be back. But a healthy Max Muncy is a vital piece to the Dodgers lineup, particularly now that Corey Seager has departed via free agency. 
Max Muncy is one of those guys who you know what you're going to get. You're going to get, I mean, even, okay, last season he did have career high marks in home runs, doubles, and plate appearances, you know, with 36 bombs. But you're getting, you know, 30, you're getting 30 to 35 bombs at least a year. And you're getting a guy who gets on base a lot, you know, 368 OBP last year. So he really is a big part of the Dodgers lineup. You know, they can play him at first, they can play him at second, and he's a middle-of-the-order bat. Just great presence in the middle of the lineup. Definitely strikes some fear in the heart of pitchers. But yeah, so I'm looking at his numbers. Super consistent. His 162 game average is 35 homers. So last year he had 36 homers. If you flip back 2019, the previous you know full season, he hit 35 homers. The year before that, he had 35 homers. So he's right there. He hits 35 home runs a year. Even in the pandemic shortened season, he had 12 home runs in 58 games. You know, that roughly, that, that goes to like 34, 35 homers over the course of a full season. So he's a 35 home run hitter, and he'll give you, you know, he has a career 129 OPS plus. So great stuff from Max Muncy. The Dodgers will be happy to have him back, and he is on the mend, and he will be ready to go once the season begins. So those are our updates for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.